I'm getting back into study and want to have good study habits. Any tips? So study is an interesting thing because, of course, if we're going to be formally studying in a college or a university or a course or in school or whatever it is we're doing, we're going to want to uh, do a reasonably good job of that. But the, the truth is the skills of studying well are actually pretty universal skills that we probably all do with sharpening up on and you know practicing in a day-to-day -day sense. We're all learning and you know, sometimes that's formal, sometimes it isn't, but it's a really, really useful set of skills to practice. So there's a lot that can be said about studying well, but a few kind of key points that are important. One is that I think a lot of the time, the mistake that we make is not focusing on the core content of what we're really interested in in a course. And sometimes, to be fair, the course structure makes it hard. You know, you might have long courses that have kind of points which are a bit obscure and hard to grab hold of. But the truth is that in any subject that you're studying, there are certain key points. There are certain fundamental points that matter. In history, there are certain kind of key fundamental dates or things that happened and the effects of them. In geography, there are certain, uh, certain formations and certain ways that things happen and certain key words that matter. In any practical skill that you're learning, there are certain key techniques and methods and, and so on and so forth. So not to be scared, I think, is important by the breadth of the material that's there. And to try as much as you can to kind of get some good core notes as you're studying. That, that It's not even about writing a lot. It's sometimes not even about writing anything, although note-taking can be useful. But it's more about assimilating and understanding yourself what the hell are they talking about here? Why is this even a subject? What's the core point here and what's the essence of it? And you can ask people who are experienced in the area. You can uh, go online and the internet has greatly changed study and you go into message groups where people are obsessed about the thing that you're trying to study and, and just ask them, what do you think is the most important thing here? And it would be hard to get them to shut up talking about it. <laughs> people love these things and they're really interested in them. And of course, you've got videos online and loads of other great resources that very briefly can sum up the essential points. Now, I'm not saying that you, you just look at that, but the point is, is if you have a core sense of what it's about, that's something for all the rest of the ideas to almost magnetically cling to. And it gives you a bit of structure in your way of thinking. So if you can start your study with that, that's already going to help everything because there's going to feel to be much less pressure on you. If it's just this big library of information, you kind of you know feel disheartened before you even start. But that doesn't need to be the way you uh, approach it. And semantics is, is the word that's used to describe how the mind works, how learning works. And really the way we encode information, the way we form neural pathways between the, the neurons, uh, the brain cells is based on meaning. So what happens is things that are similar tend to form associations or connections and things that are useful or meaningful tend to resonate much more. So for most of us, there are some exceptions, some people who have exceptional skills in this area, but for most of us, it's really very hard to kind of learn off by rote, just volumes of information that doesn't have any relevance. But when the information is relevant and significant, it becomes much easier for it to resonate and all the better we can picture it and feel feelings about it. So if we're learning about anything really, 
it's nice sometimes to almost get in the mindset of the people in that field who have developed the techniques or who have been those people in history or think about the geologist who's obsessed about the rocks or whatever it is that you're studying, if it's law or if it's accountancy, there's people in that field who have developed the state of the art in it and who felt passionate about it. So if you can kind of almost get into that story a bit, I'm not saying you need to read their biographies to bits and focus on that information necessarily, but it's more the mindset, the feeling of how these people approach that. And if you can see relevance in the material, it's going to be that bit easier for it to resonate and kind of stick, which makes the whole thing a bit easier. So that's specifically focusing on the materials. The other thing is balancing study uh, with relaxation, relationships, health, activity, all that other good stuff. And that really is very important to do. It's a bit of a cliche, but it's very important because having all of those other systems operating well will just put you in a good place to be able to learn more effectively. And the really, I think the good news here is that learning is much more something which is qualitative rather than quantitative. So in other words, you've probably experienced this. You can have an hour where you really, you know, something really resonates with you and you, you really get it. Or you could have a day where it doesn't. So that's good. That's a good ratio. So that means that it's not all about just putting the hours in. Sometimes you do still need to put the hours in because, you know, you're going to still absorb it to some degree. But it's incredible how much can happen if you're in a good place. So put the hours in, but also put the hours into other things as well. Give yourself quality relaxation time to switch off, but also quality time to switch on. Schedule, sure, but it's not that it needs to be hyper-rigid where you've broken down every single bit on your color-coded spreadsheet. It's more that you're just intentional and you're saying, okay, I'm going to spend the morning doing this and then this doing that, and you're actually having the time for all the things that matter. If you don't do that, what often happens is a kind of a, a subconscious self-sabotage. It's not intentional. It's not usually negatively focused. But what starts to happen is it kind of goes back and forward. You're uh, trying to study while you're relaxing and you're trying to relax while you're studying and you're not really getting efficiency from either thing and so on with checking in with people, using social media and devices and so on. So this is a really good opportunity to practice developing discipline. It might seem like a nuisance, but actually it's really valuable muscle tone. And whatever the hell you want in your life, this is the thing that's going to help you get it. So seizing it as an opportunity to, to practice developing that muscle tone can be really useful. One other consideration which sometimes gets forgotten about as well is just the environment or the study space you're in. So just make sure that you have some sort of a space which is conducive to that. And what we want it is to be as low friction as possible. So what that means is we don't want a situation where for you to do the study requires you to be an absolute hero. You got to climb over something. You got to wrestle something else. You got to find something at the bottom of something. You got to find something else in another room before you even begin. It ain't going to happen if that's the case. It, it's just too much effort. So we want a very low barrier of entry to actually doing the things that it is uh, necessary to do. So having some desk space. Ergonomics is very important here. There's great videos online. I've posted some of them in the past about ergonomics um, from physiotherapists and people like that. And just the difference between like sitting in an appropriate position with a screen in front of us, if that's what we're using, uh, versus kind of being hunched or in a, a difficult position. 
we may be able to manage that for a few minutes, but over the course of hours, what to speak of weeks or months or sometimes years, by gosh, does that add up? And that's just an unnecessary hindrance. If you have, it doesn't have to be fancy, but a decent seat, properly adjusted table in front of you, screens or books or notepads, or if you're doing creative work, your easel or whatever other tools you're using, all of this ergonomically makes a massive difference. So then you don't need to use as much psychology because you're not fighting a battle of will. You're already in a better place. So, of course, there's degrees here. You know, we might all love to have the lovely kind of Manhattan loft, which has everything laid out beautifully and a nice view and the light coming in at just the right angle. If you don't have that, don't worry about it. Use what you have. It's not really about any of that. But it is about just being a little bit thoughtful and saying, okay, what can support me? And not only should the space be ergonomic and and suitable, not only should what you need be within reach, but it's important that that space is used for that purpose. Sometimes if you mix purposes too much in a space, you're going to kind of affect your conditioning. Your, Your mind doesn't know what mode you're in, so that can be a little bit tricky. So it's good to have maybe a place where you relax and a place where you get your studying done and to divide it up a little bit. You don't need to have a mansion to do this, even if you're in one small room. There can be different parts of that same room, but it just kind of triggers you and switches you on then so your mind knows what mode you're in and what mode you're not in. So do play around with some of those things. Remember that if you're studying at all, there's some reason for it, there's some value to it. So do remember that and channel that. And hopefully that can spark some good technique, but also interest in the thing that you're studying. So you can really get the essence of it, not just the facts and the figures and the information, but they tend to stick when the interest is there anyway. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or on JFL.com.